You are listening to the OVW Podcast. I am Brian Hines. And I am the most electrifying man in all of podcasting, Jackman Oaks. And And welcome to OVW Podcast. So today we are going to be covering a little bit. We, as, as a podcast, we are planning on getting in full force to the current day angles and storytelling of OVW. But right now we would really like to take a moment if we can, to tell you a little bit about the history of OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Brian, you, you, were, you were asking me about this earlier today. Yes. Um, just a little bit about the history of OVW. And to be honest, it really starts in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, everybody knows the story of the Monday Night Wars in the... 90s, late 90s, especially up until about 2001, there were two major companies in America, WCW, Ted Turner's WCW, and Vince McMahon's WWF, now known by WWE. And through the proliferation of these two big companies, indie wrestling had died. The territories had died. The territories were what upheld wrestling for about 100 years at that point, but they were dead. There were there was nothing uh, and no way to there was nothing and no way for independent wrestlers, up and coming talent to learn their skill, to hone their craft. And that was a problem basically created through Vince McMahon's um, complete monopoly of wrestling. Yeah. Once upon a time, going back several decades, there were territories that covered the whole entire United States, all of North America, Canada, Mexico, um, and slowly but surely Vince McMahon uh, monopolized all of them and pulled the best talent from each of the territories and put them on national TV and completely changed the game as far as what the average wrestling fan in any given market was used to. So, unfortunately, even though that was a great business decision by McMahon and it served him and his talent a lot of of uh, really good things for about 25 years, um, or I guess closer to 15, by the time that Vince McMahon had eliminated all of his competition, there was no more uh, fountains of talent to pull from. So he said, oh, gosh. Where am I going to find the next star? Where am I going to find the next star? Where am I going to find the next star? So he decides to create basically what is in effect an old school territory, even though it didn't really tour outside of its um, home base. It didn't. It wasn't on television outside of its home base. It never looked toward becoming anything bigger than it was. And he taps Jim Cornette, one of the all-time great wrestling minds, one of the all-time great wrestling talkers, to create Ohio Valley Wrestling. Jim Cornette this incredible talent who I know that you grew up watching. Oh yeah. I watched him every Saturday with uh, the midnight express, watched him um, battle the rock and roll express every Saturday. And I always hoped that somebody would take that tennis racket and beat him in the head with it. But he, it never happened that way. He always escaped injury, but he was always very entertaining. To watch. He's a, on, on screen, a slimy, slimy heel, but behind the scenes, an incredible wrestling mind. So he says, Vince McMahon taps him to create an 
uh, wrestling territory that is made especially for the reason of creating new wrestling stars. And he says, okay, I'll do it, but I don't want to leave town. He's from Louisville. He's a Kentuckian, proud Kentuckian. And he says, I don't want to leave town to do it. And Vince McMahon says, okay, we'll, we'll do it in Louisville. So he creates Ohio Valley Wrestling. He takes it over in some sort from um, Nightmare Danny Davis. Nightmare Danny Davis was in the first WrestleMania. He wrestled for WWF for a long time. I think that he had moved back to Louisville, the Louisville area, to create Ohio Valley Wrestling. And then it kind of gets co-opted by Jim Cornette and the WWF. And they go on this incredible string of success uh, with find, with find, in terms of finding talent. They find John Cena. They find Randy Orton. They find Brock Lesnar. They find CM Punk. They find everybody. Anybody who was a superstar in the WWF, WWE, in the last 15 to 20 years came through Louisville um, on behalf of Ohio Valley Wrestling. There's a string of things that happen, um, some disagreements, some misunderstandings, between the WWF, uh, the WWE, whatever it was called at that time, and Ohio Valley Wrestling, where they're pulling some of their biggest stars up for a week on Raw just to get beat, and then when they're up there, they shave their head or they put them in something silly, so they can't come back to Ohio Valley Wrestling the same way that they were because everyone just saw them on national television not being presented the way that they were presented in OVW. Um, there's a lot of disagreement, a lot of miscommunication, and finally, Jim Cornette famously says, thank you, fuck you, bye, to Ohio Valley Wrestling, and uh, it goes back to kind of being a uh, just another kind of Midwest or another kind of Southern promotion, and that's not to say it didn't have success. That's not to say that it wasn't viable. It's obviously still around, so they were making money. Otherwise, somebody would have just shut it down by that point. But after Jim Cornette leaves and the association with WWF is no longer there, Ohio Valley Wrestling goes on kind of a... Um, it reverts back to being a really small-time, small-town promotion. You go through a couple of different owners. Nightmare Danny Davis obviously still stayed associated with the company. There is a couple of really prevalent um, trainers that stayed with the company or came in and out of the company. Uh, Danny Capitelli, Rip Rogers. And then it's kind of a struggling promotion until... And then all wrestling. I, I would like to point this out because I think it is very important. Al Snow takes... Uh, control of the company in like 2019 shortly after is the pandemic so this is this is a, a goose egg this is something that nobody can do anything with because you cannot have people in the crowd you cannot have people within six feet of each other you can't shoot you're not making any money you're paying rent on a building that you're not making any money in so it it does become kind of an issue and like this wrestling is all about ups and downs, but this was a really, really, really big down that even the industry itself couldn't uh, control, the pandemic. It, it was horrible. It, it upended everything. Yeah. I mean, not only did it upend practically every aspect of human existence on the planet for a good year and a half. As a wrestling fan, it totally changed the dynamic of the show that I love to watch on a weekly basis. 
and I never really thought about it until it actually happened. But mm-hmm. when there's no crowd, it's no fun anymore. They we are we are in in Central Kentucky, so I, I can speak for myself. We're we're really big basketball fans here. I'm a really big UK fan, and they they often refer to Kentucky basketball's crowd as the sixth man on the floor, and that theory of the crowd being important was very much proven during the pandemic era of wrestling because there was no crowd and there was no one to react. And the, it's, you can see you, I saw a lot of great matches during the pandemic period um, from the different like national brands and international brands, but none of them were exactly where I thought they should have been because there was no crowd. And OVW suffered from that very same thing. They not only could they not shoot but there was no crowd to react to and there was no money being made. And for a really small corporation, the way that OVW runs their business, not having a crowd, not sell, not making $5 a head at least every time somebody comes in the door is a major, major, major detriment to their business model. So that happens. OVW's flailing maybe hasn't been where it should be for a little while, was getting better, was drawing money, was making crowds. Don't get me wrong, but definitely wasn't where they wanted to be. And then all of a sudden this thing happens that nobody can control the pandemic. And somewhere after that, um, Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, uh, really big. If you're from outside of the state, Matt Jones is, is the radio host from the state. He is almost beyond a celebrity here in Kentucky. Um, if you're from Kentucky, you obviously don't need an introduction to him. You probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you don't know he is, if you, who he is if you're from Kentucky. But he comes along with um, a group of investors and buys OVW. And OVW is not that the product was ever bad, but the amount of attention and the amount of access that they have to things right now is as big or possibly bigger than when they were associated with the WWF. And that's a wonderful thing for us as wrestling fans. Absolutely. The, the there's um everyone has their allegiances as wrestling fans. Everyone uh likes what they like, but I think the thing that we can all agree upon is when there's more jobs in the business that we love, we're all doing better. Absolutely. And, and um Matt Jones reinvigorating OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling was nothing short of, especially in Kentucky, nothing short of of a godsend, nothing short of a miracle. I mean, the man took something that was seemed a little bygone and seemed a little um, old-fashioned and really reinvigorated, really breathed a lot of new life into it, and that's why we're here today. I don't think that... And I like KSR. I don't want this to be a KSR thing. I don't want this to be a, a Matt Jones thing necessarily, um, we would love to have you on, Matt, if you ever hear this. But I, I don't think that it can be understated that having someone like that, especially with local wrestling, with Kentucky-centric wrestling, having basically the biggest celebrity in the state come on and co-sign it and support it and promote it, I don't think that that can be understated because there's not a lot of independent wrestling that has ever benefited from having someone that is – the stature of Matt Jones come behind them 
and uh, support them and get them off the ground and reinvigorate them the way that he has.